I will demystify brain science, share tips and productivity tools to recharge your life, improve your health, and increase your energy, and overall kickstart your motivation to reach your true potential. So let's get started. This is episode 54 of the Healthy Brain Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Hope you are doing well. And today is a one of four part series that I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks. It's titled Train for Life. And I'm going to be covering the different areas that I feel and even research is showing how it's really important to not just focus on one area of our life, but really on a holistic approach. Today, we will be talking about the physical aspect of, aspect, (laughs) I couldn't quite say it, of training for life. Before I do, I would love to invite you to book a breakthrough call with me. You've been probably listening for a few weeks, maybe a few months, and wondering, what is this coaching all about? Is it for me? Hop on a call with me. We'll talk about where you're stuck, what I see as why you are stuck, and I'll give you some insight as to how I would coach you. And seeing how that goes, we'll determine if it's a good fit and if you'd like to work with me. The link for the breakthrough call is in the show notes. You can also send me an email, heathercolewitchwellness at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. All right, so let's get to physical aspects of training for life. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I often will post uh, about physical fitness and the different things that I incorporate into my life. I move my body every day. This always, it wasn't always the case. Um, Now, I grew up really uh, active in high school. I was on a lot of different sports teams, even did a little bit in college, but nothing really significant. Um, And I kept dabbling in the physical aspect, uh, marathons, triathlon. I did one or two of those, a few marathons. Always was really interested in uh, movement and exercise. I danced as I, when I was growing up, um, did Highland dancing, if any of you guys know Scottish Highland dancing. Um, I also became a yoga instructor. And it's not like it was a start and stop kind of thing, but I always had this um, attitude of, especially when after having kids, And in the midst of having kids and in between, you know, when they're toddlers, I would have this attitude of, well, it has to be the perfect setting and the perfect time for me to work out. And I remember one of my friends, she was working out in the morning and I thought that was crazy. I thought, why would I wake up early (laughs) in the morning to work out? Well, here I am. Five years later, I've been doing this for almost four years where I wake up consistently in the morning and I will move my body. Um, I can share in and amongst uh, this podcast, I'll share what I do. I truly believe and I encourage my clients to have a very balanced 
approach to physical fitness. Yes, if you're training for something specific, like let's say you're training for a race, a run, a 5K, 10K, a marathon, you're predominantly going to be running. However, you also need to strength train and you also definitely need to do yoga, stretching, functional mobility. That being said, this is not an episode about the different types of exercise. This is about why you should be moving your body every day, if not at least five times a week. Before I get into the brain benefits, the physical benefits of uh, moving your body, and most of you know the physical benefits of, of exercise, but the guidelines for from the American Heart Association is 150 minutes per week of moderately intense aerobic exercise. That means five times a week to exercise 30 minutes. Now, moderate intensity is not a full-out run. It could be a brisk walk. Uh, they, If you go on to the American Heart Association, they actually have a a few graphics that are really quite good. Um, you also, when you're looking at the exercise, there the intensity does make a difference. So let's say you are really running and you're training for a marathon or you're cycling. The recommendation is 75 minutes per week of vigorous exercise, vigorous intensive exercise. Now, the other thing that most people don't know is that they, meaning the American Heart Association, also is recommending an additional two days a week of strength training. I hear often my clients will go for a walk and they'll and maybe they'll even walk 10,000 steps. Awesome. But they need to add in strength training. They need to uh, add in mobility, stretching one that gives the benefit of stretching and yoga is uh, calms the um, nervous system, activates the parasympathetic nervous system. But the strength training, there's huge benefits uh, for in the brain function, improving cognitive skills by, uh, they've proven this time and time again with people strength training, even those who have mild cognitive impairment which is a precursor to Alzheimer's. The idea also with uh, strength training, as we age, we lose muscle tone and we need muscle tone. We need, well, it's better for us. We burn more calories. It protects our structure with when you have uh, muscle tone. So we need to be very intentional. So that means two times per week of strength training. Are you doing that? Are you not? How much are you exercising a week? You may know all of these recommendations and say, yeah, 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 I know it, I know it. Well, there's benefits. There's the um, cardiovascular benefits of exercise. There's the mood boosting uh, effects of exercise. There's also brain benefits of exercise. Now, I go really in-depth into the brain benefits, um, episode six of the Healthy Brain Podcast. When you're listen, finish listening to this episode, 
go back and listen to that. I, I do a deep dive into each exercise, type of exercise, if it's yoga, if it's strength training, if it's um, cardio, if it's aerobic, meaning aerobic, if it's Tai Chi, what exercise results in what type of brain benefits. I will give you a synopsis of the top brain benefits of exercise. There's an increase in brain-derived neurotrophic factor, that is BDNF, and this BDNF is really important because it, it increases neurogenesis, which is the growth of new neurons. Exercise increases BDNF specifically in the hippocampus, and that results in increased neurons, neurogenesis in the hippocampus, and the hippocampus is responsible for new learning and memory. Really important. Wendy Suzuki has done some great um, research, and her book, I believe, is Healthy Brain, Healthy Life, or Healthy Life, Healthy Brain, uh, Wendy Suzuki, so check that out. Another benefit of uh, the exercise on the brain is increasing blood flow, which increases neurogenesis. And again, why would we want more neurons in the brain? More neurons means a faster thinking brain, improved brain function. Another benefit is there's an increase in feel-good neurotransmitters, norepinephrine, there's serotonin, I won't get into all those details again. It's in episode six. Needless to say, you know, when you exercise, you feel good. You feel better. Sure, while you're exercising, sometimes you want to quit, but you never regret a workout. Even if it wasn't a great workout, you never regret it. Another benefit is showing an improved cognitive skill parameter. So memory, attention, problem solving, productivity, organization. The improvement in cognitive skills is seen both with strength training and aerobic activity. Is it because there's increased blood flow and there's increased neurogenesis? Is it because the BDNF increases, therefore increase in neurogenesis? Could be those, could be a couple of other factors. But the point being is you will get smarter when you exercise. And the last benefit, it's not the only benefit, but I just highlighted the, uh, another huge important brain benefit of movement. So when I say exercise, I mean movement as well. That could be yoga. That could be stretching. That could be walking that these uh, specifically activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which counteracts the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is the part of the nervous system that uh, activates our stress response. We Our blood pressure goes up, we get hot and bothered, and our heart rate goes up, and our metabolism rises. And the parasympathetic nervous system is the balancing system and it helps us to relax. Our breath rate will lower, our heart rate will lower, our um, blood pressure will normalize. 
So many of us are in this fight, flight, or freeze, and we need all the help that we can get to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So those are brain benefits. Now, you may be listening to up to this point and saying, I know all of this. I know I should exercise. So what is, why is it that you're not exercising? Why is it that you're not uh, physically moving your body? And many people will, and many of my clients will initially think it's because they don't have willpower. They don't have motivation. They don't, they just don't feel like doing it. They're, um, they're not interested. Now, Put the any injury aside. So if you have an injury, or and or if you have a chronic disease or higher high blood pressure, high blood sugar, diabetes, um, significantly overweight, any of these recommendations uh, that I'm giving, please check with your healthcare professional, your doctor. And get the okay, have a physical, make sure you're okay to start exercising. Because the last thing you want to do is to tweak your back, hurt your knee. If you're cardiovascular, if you're not ready for it and you start just going out there and the weather's getting nice, you want to go running, you you need to make sure that you're starting um, in a realistic spot. And that's the benefit of a coach too, is to say, hey, Let's be realistic. You want to get to this point of improving your physical fitness, but let's start with incremental steps because I see often people will start all gangbusters, but they, they, they bite off too much and they can't consist, be consistent. I didn't get to the point of working out or moving my body every day overnight. It started with me uh, doing three times or four times. It started with me with accountability, with a coach to help me through the obstacles. Uh, one, as I mentioned, the many people think it's because they don't have willpower and motivation. So motivation will get you started, but discipline will keep you going. And it's not just discipline, but it's a, it's a change of how you see yourself. I see myself completely different than I did five years ago. I'm an athlete. I'm someone who takes their wellness and their fitness serious, but I have fun with it. It's non-negotiable. I've changed actually who I am about this physical fitness and, and I consider it training. That's why I put training for life. We need to get over this idea of, well, I'm going to work out so, you know, I can lose this huge amount of weight. Yes, it's important. Weight loss is important, but it's more important that you have a highly functioning brain you have a strong body that you can carry groceries. You can twist and bend to get something behind the dryer. You don't lose your breath when you're going up the stairs to see the kids and wish, um, kiss them goodnight. It is 
more important now that we keep and, and take control of our physical training and our physical wellness because in the last year and a half, we've had a pandemic and many of the people who have been hospitalized and affected by COVID, they were obese or significantly overweight. Not all, that's, but it is a huge risk factor. We need to take our physical training and physical fitness really seriously. So many people, like I said, it's willpower, it's motivation, I don't have it. Well, when you work with a coach, we really get to the reason that people don't are, are not consistent with working out. One of the reasons is that people are really disappointed in not getting results. So they're afraid of starting another program, putting the money into a program, maybe putting into a uh, maybe even putting money into paying a coach like myself to be their accountability, to guide them, to be that person who's going to call them out and say, hey, you said you wanted to focus on your nutrition, on your uh, physical fitness. You said this is a goal of yours. And people are afraid that they're not going to get the results. So that's why they just, they, they think that they're not going to get it. And they've been so disappointed. So they're fearful. They don't want to make that um, investment because they've been disappointed so many times. Another reason is people are so confused at what they should do, where they should start. And again, they could bite off too much or they could be, well, everybody's getting that Peloton bike. I might as well spend $2,000, but then it's just sitting there. And then it reminds them of how they didn't follow through and they feel crappy and they just sit and watch something and have a bag of chips how do I know this? Because I was that way. I, I was disappointed in not getting results. I was, my health was declining significantly. This was a few years ago. Now, and, and I do have clients who that's what we find. These are the reasons. It's not because they don't have willpower. They want to do it, but they've just been so disappointed. They don't know where to start you know, you know what it would take. And some people are afraid because they're afraid of the being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, waking up at 530 or six in the morning, being uncomfortable of like getting sweaty and th things are rolling out of your gym shorts and <laughs> your leggings. You know, it's, it's not a pretty sight when you push yourself, but you know what? You feel so strong. And nowadays people are working out at home, so nobody sees you. That's the benefit. I love working out at home because I just roll out of bed, do my morning meditation, my visualizing affirmations. That's the other thing that I'll get into in the next um, training for life. Um, that's another aspect. But today we're just focused on this, um, the physical fitness. 
You know, there's also another aspect of um, change. When people want to make change there's uh, in their life, there's stages of changes. There's pre-contemplation. There's contemplation. There's commitment. There's, there's these state. There's five of them. And then there's maintenance, where you're maintaining the new behavior. So some people think they can go from, I'm not working out, I don't really care about working out, to this is a behavior that I'm maintaining. There are three stages between those two extremes. And a coach will help you move through those. And sometimes you're in one of the stages for a little bit of time. And that's the uh, benefit of working with a coach because you're actually changing your thoughts and your beliefs and what you really think in order to make that huge step to the next level and stage of change. And this is the, the reason why coaching is so beneficial, how to navigate, determine the obstacles, how to navigate the obstacles in your physical fitness. All right, so I hope I have motivated you to get going, get off the couch, get off the couch and make some movement happen in your life. Also, please sign up for your next breakthrough call with me. I have a few spots open this week and I would love to chat with you. Take care, everyone. Namaste.